Trucking News is live with the latest news issues from across the trucking world. Road Dog Trucking News. And good afternoon, drivers. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. This is Road Dog Live, Sirius XM 146. I'm Dan Ronan, filling in for Mark Willis, a live show today on this Thanksgiving day of 2017. And of course, for those of you across the country who are driving, the United States and Canada, we welcome you to our conversation that we'll be having for the next two hours from 2 o'clock Eastern Time until 4 o'clock Eastern Time, a live show, as I said today. And we welcome you into the conversation at one 876 2336-1888-876-2336. In the first hour of the broadcast, we're going to be talking with Tim Ashoff. He is the President and Chief Operating Officer of the Crete Carrier Corporation out in Nebraska. Crete, as you know, is a very large company with about 6,000 employees on uh, on the payroll, and Tim joins us from Lincoln. Tim, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and all of the employees with Crete. Well, thank you very much, and happy Thanksgiving to you and to every, all the listeners out there today. I know most of you are, are, are probably working, keeping America moving, and so appreciate everything you do uh, to continue uh, making America great and, and to give, give the food that needs to be on the table for all the special Thanksgiving celebrations that are going on out there. Very nice, very nice. Drivers, again, the number to call for Tim and myself, it's one 876 2336 Road Dog Live, Sirius XM 146. Tim, right off the bat, you were uh, telling me just before we came on the air that your company is set to make a big announcement. Yes, uh, we're announcing that effective January 1, we're doing an across-the-board pay increase for our over-the-road drivers and for most of our uh, regional and dedicated fleets as well. Um, we know that uh, this has been a good year. We have a lot to be thankful for on this day, and, and certainly the people that deserve uh, a lot of, of thanks for that, and certainly one way to thank them is in how we pay them, are all of our drivers out there. And so as part of that appreciation, we're making this uh, pay increase effective January 1st. Uh, effectively, what it'll do, it'll make our, our starting pay and our pay range for our over-the-road drivers be anywhere from seven, 47 cents to 53 cents. So um, we're proud of being one of the top-paying companies out there and sharing you know, our success with our drivers and, and felt it was the right time to do that again this year. Tim, what does that amount to it, uh, between that pay range of 47 to 53 cents per mile? What does that amount to probably uh, for a driver who's driving an average number of hours? Uh, what would he bring home? What would they bring home during the year? So our our overall average driver uh, will now make um, almost close to $60,000 for the over-the-road fleet. And when we look at our top 50% of our drivers, when when you put in that, that per-mile pay along with our accessorial pay, our vacation pay, and then we're one of the companies that are pretty unique in that we have a profit sharing. So at the end of the year, we look how well we've done, and then we'll take a, a portion of our profit share, profit and share it with all of our employees. And this year, we've already announced we're making a, an $8 million contribution to that. So with this pay increase, our, our the top 50% of our drivers, uh, over-the-road drivers, will average about $73,000 per year. That's pretty good money. It is, but it's it's well deserved, you know, for what our drivers do. Um, I was out a little bit earlier today talking with a number of drivers who are passing through here in Lincoln. You know, they're out there away from their families on a day like this, but dedicated uh, to their job and and making sure that we're making deliveries. And and even on days like this, which are even some people may think, well, it's a slower day. Uh, maybe it's not quite as challenging for the drivers, but it's almost more challenging. You know, I was talking with some of the drivers about, you know, I, I have a load and 
and you know I know my our receiver wants it as soon as possible, but uh, they're not going to open up until 10 o'clock tonight, so I have to wait for that. Or uh, last night I was supposed to pick up trailer, and and uh, they didn't get it unloaded before they they ended the shift, and they weren't going to come in this morning to do it. So we have to work with our operations team and move those drivers around to to keep them moving on other loads. But it's some of those challenges uh, that we don't even think about on a holiday, as as many of us are at home enjoying our families and enjoying you know celebrations to to um, um, you know, be thankful for what we have, and we forget about uh, what everyone's going through on a day like this uh, out on the road. Sirius XM 146, Road Dog Live with Dan Ronan filling in for Mark Willis. Drivers, the number to call is 1-888-876-2336, 1-888-876-2336. Tim Ashoff, the president and COO of the Crete Carrier Corporation in Nebraska, will be with us for the full hour. Tim, as I was reading your bio and looking at some of the material, the pre-show material, how does a guy who's got a law degree and who's been a clerk for a federal uh, judge and also an attorney, how do you, how does one end up in the trucking in the uh, the logistics industry? Well, and looking back, I can say I was really lucky. Um, you, you know, I, I think when I I went to law school, I never thought, well, one day I'm going to go in in the trucking business. Um, but one thing I did is, uh, uh, growing up, I was fortunate to grow up uh, um, with family that had uh, many family businesses and, and uh, grew up on a farm and, and always enjoyed um, working with a lot of different people, doing a lot of different things. So I went into law school. I knew I wanted to get into the business world. And um, so after a few years of practicing law, I did move over in in-house uh, for corporation and then a little over 15 years ago I got a call saying uh, there's this opportunity to go back to Nebraska. I'm originally from Nebraska, I lived in Denver at the time to work for this uh, great family-owned company in Lincoln and uh, couldn't pass up that opportunity and, and one thing led another and I was able to uh, fortunately advance uh, through the company and here I am today. With that many employees in the company, I would imagine that in the Lincoln, Nebraska area and in the state of Nebraska, you're a pretty large employer. We are, but I think one of the things we're, we're proud about is um, um, we really still try to be that family-owned, small-town company, and, and I think that's the great thing about being in the Midwest, and so many of our employees, particularly here in Lincoln, but even across the country, are uh, really small-town, you know, good good Americans that have come to work here, treat each other with respect, treat each other you know, like family, and really try to keep that small company family feel that we have. Drivers, the number to call for Tim and myself is 1-888-876-2336. 1-888-876-2336 is the number to call. Sirius XM 146, Road Dog Live. The board is starting to get some calls, and we will begin be- begin taking calls in just a few moments. So you had talked about, uh, at the top of the broadcast, Tim, you had said that uh, it's been a good year for your company. Has it been a good year not just for your company, but do you think – the industry in terms of the way things are going, the amount of material that's being uh, shipped, the the volume of work, do you think this is a good year and 2018 is just going to get better? I think so. I think, you know, we actually saw our year um, really start to improve really right in, in January. Typically, January is a slower month, but we saw a good year over year improvement and, and continued to see that. I think then the rest of the industry really started to see that kind of around the May, uh, May and June time frame. As I think, um, just quite honestly, in talking with a lot of our customers, you know, we moved into the next administration, and I think a lot of the companies um, were really starting to understand, okay, what we're going to have for a regulatory environment for the next four years, and we're willing to start to make some investments. 
and grow. And that's what, what drives freight out there is when, you know, consumers are willing to make investments and companies are making investments. And we've really seen that, really saw that start to happen uh, right at the beginning of the year. But then a lot of those really start to hit the market in May and June. And then, um, you know, continue to see GDP increase. And that's helped the overall industry. With the pay going up and the fact that unemployment in this country now is at a low that we have not seen since the Clinton administration more than uh, 20 years ago, 4%, 4.1%, whatever the exact number is, and the GDP has been strong, are you finding that it's hard to find drivers and this is the pay hike that the company is announcing? That's one way to attract drivers and get them with your company? You know, it's certainly been difficult for many years to find good quality drivers. And yes, with the economy improving, unemployment going down, there being more opportunities in, in construction and opportunities for local jobs, even even though it's driving, it's maybe more local jobs. We're typically, at the core of our business is the random over-the-road um, business that's out there. So we do see, you know, challenges in finding drivers that want to continue to do that type of work. So, yes, um, it, pay needs to increase for this type of position for the reasons I mentioned before, just the challenges of the job, uh, but also because of, yeah, the market's getting tighter and there's more competition for labor in, in all industries. You know, I talked to a lot of our customers and they're having real challenges in the warehousing industry uh, to get to the, the workers they need there as well. And so uh, I think it's a good thing for the driver. I think we will see pay continue to go up over the next, you know, 12 to, to 24 months and probably get to a level where it really should be for drivers, uh, for what our drivers have to do compared to other, you know, occupations across the, the country. I, I do think pay uh, should go up for them and they deserve that. Tim Ashoff, the president and CEO of the Crete Carrier Corporation in Nebraska is our guest for the full hour. Sirius XM 146 Road Dog News. Dan Ronan filling in for Mark Willis. Let's take our first call of the afternoon. No name in Texas. No name. Hello, you're on the air. Dan, to let the drivers know it. On I-35 at the rest area, at the 286 exit, they are giving away free Thanksgiving dinners to our drivers today. Give me that number again and tell us where that is. And then I also want to uh, I also want to talk with you and see if you have a question for Tim. But go ahead and tell us. Right. Again, this is a nice thing to do things for drivers. That These are the type of things we should be doing. Go ahead and give us that, uh, that, that location again. Uh, uh, rest area, on I-35 South at the rest area at the 286. They're giving away free Thanksgiving dinners today. Okay. Where exactly is that in the state of Texas? Whereabouts? I know 35 real well, but whereabouts? Uh, there by Gerald, right before you get on where the I-30 and 35 split is. So between Waco and Dallas? Yeah. I know where it is. Okay. Any question for Tim and his company? I, I don't know that you drive for Crete, but uh, we're talking at the top of the broadcast that uh, – his company is increasing pay and uh, is trying to do more for drivers. Do you think, no name, that this is the way the business needs to go? Yes, it is. But I've been with this company I'm with for 40 years and I only got a year ago when I'm going to retire. Are you optimistic about where the business is going after, uh, after dedicating your life and your career to it? Yeah, kind of. Okay, just kind of. Not, you're not, quite, you're not inquirely t entirely sold. No. Uh, okay. Well, uh, but happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, and thanks for letting us know that on I-35 South at uh, 286, which is between Dallas and Waco, there is uh, free Thanksgiving dinner for drivers. And, uh, again, if you happen to be in that part of the country, 
Uh, stop by, get yourself a nice plate of turkey and stuffing and potatoes and green beans and sweet potato casserole. You can't go wrong with that. That's a nice thing to do, isn't it, Tim? It's great, you know, and it's uh, one of the things that we're doing at, here in Lincoln at our terminal and from terminals from Pennsylvania to Wyoming to Minnesota where we have a lot of our team members that have, uh, you know, sharing Thanksgiving meals with the drivers that are passing through as well as our shop technicians, and we still have a lot of operations people working today too. So it's, uh, it's always good to try to share a meal with somebody on Thanksgiving even when you're out on the road. You had said that this is a family-owned business, but a family-owned business with 6,000 employees, I would imagine that it has changed a great deal in the time that you've been with the company and since it was founded uh, what year we were founded 51 years ago um, so yeah we've been around for for many years um, owned primarily by the same family for that entire time and yes even though we've grown I think having that family ownership and that same family being involved for some, for so many years it's really how it made our culture stay the same and while yes um, there's more of us and we have to put in some you know, processes and some procedures just to manage the size. I really hope from a people standpoint, we really feel the same we did 51 years ago where we all try to know each other. We try to, uh, you know, treat each other with respect. We try to, when we have challenges, we talk to each other. We try to figure them out. We understand we're not all perfect. Um, And, you know, as with your own family, you have your ups and downs. You have days that that go better. You get along uh, better and you run into challenges together, but then you get through them together. And that's really what we try to do here. Do you still have some original members of the family still involved in the business to one degree or another? Yeah, we're so fortunate to have that. Our, our chairman and CEO is uh, uh, the son-in-law uh, of the founder, and his uh, his wife Holly is still involved. Their sons are VP of maintenance and equipment, and so um, you know we do have that family involvement really on a day-to-day basis, which really helps us, uh, as I as I mentioned, keep that family feel and that family culture that we we really enjoy here. It's really a, a benefit in working at a place like this, and I'm I'm so happy that I, I get to walk into a, this type of company every day. I worked for a publicly traded company before I came here, and I can tell you it's just a different environment and and certainly one that's great for all of our employees. Well, you're not answering to Wall Street. You're not answering to investments. You're not expected to come up with uh, a stock price and a dividend. No, we really can make decisions for the long term in, in what we do for, you know, purchasing equipment, building facilities, and what we do for, for driver pay. You know, quite honestly, the, you know, the, the pay increase that we're announcing well, isn't a, an investment of over, you know, over $8 million in our drivers. So that's how much the, you know, total pay increase would cost uh, this coming year. But uh, as you said, you know, we may not be getting rate increases from our customers at this time. We're working hard on that to offset that. But we know that's the right decision for the long term. And and so we can make those investments when we feel the time is right. And I think that is the benefit then to, to the whole Crete um, carrier family. 18 after the hour, Sirius XM 146. Dan Ronan filling in for Mark Willis on Road Dog Trucking Live. Glad to have you along. The number to call drivers, 1-888-876-2336. 1-888-876-2336 is the number to call. So before we go to break, I have one other question, then we'll go to break, Tim. What, where are you looking at? Where is the driver pool for new drivers? Where are you finding the most success with your company, finding men and women to, to become drivers for the company? Well, I think we we probably really see three areas. We see a lot of people that are making driving as a second career. Um, Maybe they've raised their family um, and their their kids are off in in college and and they now want to find something where they're not 
tied to an office or tied to a single spot and want to go out and see the country. So we see a lot of those folks coming in. Certainly, the ex-military is a great um, source of drivers. You know, we're we're proud to have over 30% of our employees are veterans. And uh, certainly the the discipline that that people have learned in the military, uh, the way to uh, perform according to a plan, timely and safely, uh, provides them good attributes. And so that's another great source. And then, quite honestly, women. Uh, We have a lot more women coming in the trucking industry, and we're happy to see that, and we're happy to have them join our team. Series XM, we're now looking at about 20 minutes after the hour. Tim will be our guest for the full hour. Tim Ashoff, the president and COO of the Crete Carrier Corporation in the state of Nebraska. Lincoln is where he calls home. And now, looking at 20 minutes after the hour, let's take a bronze for traffic and weather. Up to the minute news, live on the trucking industry. It's Road Dog Trucking News. 24 after the hour of 2 o'clock in the Eastern Time Zone, live coast-to-coast across North America, Sirius XM 146. This is Rogue Dog Live with Dan Ronan sitting in today for Mark Willis. 1-888-876-2336 is the number to call. 1-888-876-2336. Our guest, Tim Ashoff, the president and COO of the Crete Carrier Corporation in the beautiful state of Nebraska, talking about driver pay and a number of other issues on this Thanksgiving Day of 2017. We all know, Tim, that uh, we have a big thing coming up in the industry in about uh, three weeks, December the 18th. It has been a date that uh, some people have been looking forward to for many years. It's a date that many people are, uh, n- no secret, they're, uh, they're very nervous about in terms of ELDs. I would imagine that uh, your company has already updated and uh, outfitted your vehicles with ELDs. So where do you think this is going to be going on the morning of the 18th and then, more importantly, the, the days of the 19th and the 20th and going forward? Well, I think uh, you know it is going to be a change for a number of companies out there that haven't um, really dug into what this really means to them as far as how it will impact uh, the driver's day and how loads need to be scheduled. And then quite honestly, how they need to work with shippers and receivers because there are a number of shippers and receivers that we still see out there that don't necessarily understand the, the true transit time that a lot of these loads take. Uh, and there are going to be adjustments that will need to be made once um, drivers that are on ELDs are, are hauling those loads. So, uh, it, it, yeah, I think it could be um, it could be a wake-up call on, on December 19th. Do you think that this has pitted the industry against one another, the big carriers, the big guys versus the independents, the folks that uh, may have one or two or three, four trucks in their fleet? Has that done that to a certain degree? Well, I... I don't think it really has maybe as much as sometimes um, maybe it gets reported that it has. Um, you know, I, I'm happy to I serve on the Nebraska Trucking Association here. And, 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 you know, the majority of all the trucking companies are out there that are, are much smaller, smaller companies, you know, anywhere from one to ten trucks. And, that you know, that's great. That's what America's founded on is great small businesses. And, and so we need to understand how uh, any regulation impacts everyone. And so certainly there has been an impact. Um, you know, we went through this about five, well, over five years ago, about seven years ago, converting to, you know, the electronic logs fully. And, you know, I think what hopefully people will see is by carriers like us going through that, we've helped uh, a lot of the, the industry adjust as far as the shippers and the receivers to, to what needs to be done there. So we, we've helped to make that progress for some of the smaller carriers. 
to do that. But I think at the core of this, people need to remember the hours of service rules aren't changing. The rules are the same as they've been really since 05 and 06. I know there's been a few changes with 34-hour restart and back and forth there, but the core of the rules uh, haven't changed. So the electronic logs are really just a way of showing that, that people are, are truly following the rules. So for the small carriers out there that have been following the rules, it's not a change. And I, I think, honestly, there's a lot more carriers out there that follow the rules. Um, and, and so it won't be as big a change and really want to follow the rules. Uh, sometimes it's it's others around us that press them, them not to. So I, I think in some ways some of the small carriers may even be relieved. Absolutely. Let's take a call from Renegade in the state of Minnesota. Renegade, hello, you're on the air with Tim Ashoff. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you doing this afternoon? We're good. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Right back at you. <laughs> um, actually, I crossed over. <clears throat> excuse me. I just crossed over into Wisconsin about 10 minutes ago. Um, my question is for Chris. Do you allow owner-operators to come onto your company? And if so, what year of the truck and how old can the truck be before they can come onto your company? Yes, we do. We do bring on owner operators. We have over 350 owner operators with us today, uh, and you know we we do like you know I'll call it fairly modern equipment. Typically, you know five, six, seven years old at the most. But what we do is is we do bring you into one of our terminals, and we we do take a look at the equipment and inspect it. Um, and the goal is is a couple of things there. Um, when we bring you on, we want to make sure you're successful, and certainly having good quality equipment um, does that because if you have breakdown or, or expense that's that's uh, you know greater than you can manage, um, we, we want to make sure we can do that. And then the other thing is obviously we have to provide quality service to our customers and certainly uh, having breakdown issues while out on the road uh, can impact that. And then finally is safety. Uh, you know, we need to ensure as a carrier that all the drivers that are working for us are, are safe and certainly having quality equipment is a key to being safe as well. Are you interested in, okay, uh, yeah. are you interested in talking to them, Renegade, and maybe uh, developing that type of a relationship? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm right now I'm with a company, with a small company, which we've only got like 50 trucks, and we're on EODs, but the revenue source or how can I say this, the load, load procurement and everything like that is a back-and-forth type situation where I'm going to and from the terminal location only. And I want to get into a bigger company where I have a broader spectrum of loads and more revenue, per se. Now, the other question I was going to ask, Chris, is when you guys bring on owner-operators, do you help them or do you have them establish like, a, like an escrow account? Yes, we, we uh, if you're coming on board, we do we do have a variety of things that you can do, and we certainly work with you to what works as far as doing an escrow account for maintenance uh, or for um, you know other things that you'd like to do that for. So it's something we do, um, and we can you know withhold from your settlements and put that in an escrow account. That's your money. Our escrow accounts are interest bearing, unlike you know some others out there. So since it's your money, we're we're helping you know basically be a savings account for you. So when you need that money, you have it. Um, then, then if you do have a maintenance issue or otherwise, we work to, to help you to get into one of the uh, either one of uh, depending.
depending on the type of truck you have, we may be able to do some work at one of our shops, or we have preferred vendors across the country that um, you know we help get you in there, get our, our discounted rates, and then certainly out of your maintenance escrow can pay that bill. Hey, Tim, real quick, before we go to a break, where can Renegade get in touch with you in terms of making contact uh, if, if indeed this is to develop into a relationship? Sure. Give us a call at 800-998-2221 and, or go out to creekcarrier.com website and uh, there's information on how you can reach us uh, on that website. Again, that number is 1-800-998-2121 or go to the Excuse website. 2221. 2221. My mistake. Thank you very much for correcting me. Let me give it to you again, drivers. That's one 800 998 2221 to get in touch with Tim and his team at Crete Carrier Corporation. We'll talk with Tim about the issue of electric trucks as well as soon as we come back from the break. Now, 33 minutes after the hour of 2 o'clock, Sirius XM Road Dog 146 Road Dog Trucking News. Dan Ronan from Mark Willis. Back in just a moment. Live and up to the minute, this is Road Dog Trucking News. Sirius XM 146. Good afternoon, everybody, and happy Thanksgiving to drivers all across North America, the great country of the United States, and our friends in Canada. Now looking at a 23 minutes before the hour of 3 o'clock on the East Coast, our guest is Tim Ashoff, the president and COO of the Crete Carrier Corporation based in Nebraska and about 6,000 employees across the country from coast to coast. Let's take a call. Let's go to Radar in Utah. Hello, Radar. You're on the air. Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. One, I want to say thank you, Rick and Dan, to uh, take the time out to have this conversation. Glad, glad to ha- glad to contribute. What's your question, sir? Uh, my question is that I've been on the road for 38 years. I'm an old school driver. I've done outlaw, I've done all that, and now with all the new driving technology and everything else, and being a big company, how can you assure your drivers is not just a number or the number on the truck when they call into dispatch or treated like a human being? Tim, that's a great question. It is, and it's an excellent question. And I think, you know, as I mentioned earlier, and I know this sounds a little bit abstract, but it really does start with our culture um, being, as I mentioned, privately held, family-owned, and how we all want to treat each other um, from, you know, everyone in the employee, from, you know, from the executive offices down to uh, all the people out working each and every day in, in, across the country. That's we want to treat each other uh, how we would expect to be treated. And it does get challenging as you get larger. So what we've tried to do is ensuring we have that relationship between you, the driver, and your driver manager, that person you're working with every day in operations to, you know, so they help understand what are your needs, what are your desires, what are your likes as a driver, and so we can match that up with, you know, the types of loads that we have in the parts of the country um, where we have the freight, uh, you know, how often you'll want to be home, um, those types of things. We want to develop that personal relationship with your driver manager. And then with our 15-plus facilities across the country, we have a fleets team there that then supports you more on that local level um, based where you're from uh, understands that part of the country and understands um, you know your your needs as well radar you said you're an old school type of guy in terms of your driving Uh, what are your thoughts real briefly on the ELD issue I know that this is coming up in three weeks have you already put one in your unit and uh, what's what's what are your thoughts sir well, no, I haven't put one in my unit yet. Uh, one, I'm an independent, and I 
like the fact that you bring on owner operators. Uh, the ELD mandate it, it is exactly what it is: the mandate. You're forced to do it, and everything else. I've been running paper logs since I, the day I started driving truck. I understand that it's supposed to make everything easy, but yet, how can DOT enforce uh, the time and everything at roadside inspections with these ELDs? Or are they going to look at, are you going to uh, get me if I'm doing 62 miles an hour in a 60 mile an hour state? You know. There, there's a whole lot of issues that haven't even been cleared up yet. Tim, go ahead. Thank you for call, Radar. We appreciate that, and happy Thanksgiving to you. Are there still some issues that uh, FMCSA is going to have to iron them out over the next couple of months? You know, I think with respect to the issue he mentioned with respect to speed versus time is essentially what he's looking at, which, you know, they can do on paper logs as well. Our experience has been with electronic logs is that the, the DOT is not focused on that. They are truly using that for hours of service compliance um, and looking at, you know, have you have you taken your full 10-hour break? When did you start your day? Uh, do you take your half-hour break um, after your, you know, eight hours on duty? Those types of things. They haven't said that they're going to look at it uh, for other issues outside of hours of service. And in practice, we haven't seen that to date. Okay, so one of the things that I did want to ask you, though, with, will ELDs do anything for rates? Will they, do you think, because the, the relationship between the shippers and the truckers is going to have to change, and the idea of waiting three or four hours at a dock to get unloaded, like many drivers complain, happens, do you think that this relationship that sometimes can be strained will indeed change and maybe be more cooperative? I think it will, and I think for um, for many customers that recognize this, the shippers and receivers, and the ones that we certainly deal with, they, they've seen that, and they have made made some adjustments, and we're continue to do more, and we're going to work with them, and we continue to educate them the impacts of ELDs, because as I mentioned before, we've had them for a number of years, uh, but I think the customers that that really have dealt with with uh, drivers and, and independents primarily, as you mentioned, that uh, have been on paper logs. They haven't really seen that impact, and so I think some of these, as I mentioned earlier, shippers that you know are expecting drivers to do uh, you know 600 mile runs uh, overnight, uh, in particular, that become real challenging uh, with respect to how the hours of service rules work. Everything has to go perfect, and we know in our world that things nothing don't go does. Perfect. They're going to see the impact on, on service and available trucks to do that. And so to get those trucks, they're either going to have to increase their rates or they're going to have to change their pickup and delivery schedules. And so uh, I think it will be a combination of both, um, which in the end is good for drivers uh, if it's either a change in schedule that better fits the driver's um, needs or uh, increased rates or, quite honestly, probably both. Tim Ashoff, the president and CEO of the Crete Carrier Corporation in Nebraska, is our guest for about another 17 minutes. Now looking at about 17 minutes before the hour of 3 o'clock Eastern time on this Thanksgiving Day, 2017. Let's take another call. Let's go to Rodney in Ohio. Hello, Rodney. You're on the air. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Happy uh, Thanksgiving to you. Got in late on the conversation, but uh, just talking about a variety of things, uh, specifically uh, you know, the pay rate and uh, you know the electronic logs. So, you know, there's a whole variety of things we can talk about. I was kind of focusing originally on the, the pay situation. Um, I just I haven't been in this game but a little over a year now, and just really disappointed 
um, about the wages. You know, you hear eight hundred to a thousand dollars, but but you know, you really don't think about our all the numerous hours, usually twelve to fourteen hour days you're working. You know, when you balance out just uh, just your work time, you might be making you know ten or eleven dollars an hour, and that's just not very good money. And it just doesn't seem like the industry's caught up with with uh, inflation and uh, and paying for what they're receiving. In my opinion, Tim. I, I agree, and I think if you look at at uh, our us as a company, and over the years, and you did research, you know we we've been one of the top paying companies out there for years, and that you know we know what your job is like, and and we know how challenging it is. We know not just that you're away from home for long periods of time, but you're on duty many many hours of the day, and deserve to be paid for that. And that's why we have been one of the top paying companies, and that's why we're raising pay again. And as I mentioned earlier, I really do think um, this hours. The e-log change and the improving economy is, is really going to continue to press um, the driver pay as a whole higher. And um, you know, one of the other things I think we've done over the years, is, is, as you're in the industry, is we pay our drivers based on practical mile pay too. A lot of companies pay on short route short route miles, which gives you you know you're not getting paid for all the driver miles you're driving. And so we think, out of respect to you, not only should you get that rate of pay and the, and the miles out there, but you should get paid on those practical practical miles to, to be more more like the miles you actually drive. Let me ask both of you, Rodney, let me ask you and Tim as well. Do you think this is a case where there are too many people in the industry who will accept whatever whatever they can to get to get a load, to get a delivery that if the if the rate is below what market rate is, they'll still accept it and there's always a, a number of folks that will do that so that depresses wages and salaries? Well, I think that's part of it, but I think a lot of people just don't know any better. They just take what they think they can get. Um, you know, I think most of these people drive a majority of it, from my experience, are with companies. So, you know, they just do what they're told. You know, if they had any idea how many people have their hands in a piece of pie on a freight, you know, the broker and everybody who's getting a percentage. You know, sometimes the broker makes as much as the truck driver that I've heard of in some cases, which is re- unrealistic. I mean, that's just not even fair. Um you know, as far as uh, Mr. Tim was talking about, he's invested in $80 billion, uh, I think is the number. That's a drop in the bucket if you think about it. You know, because driver retention, the training, the revolving door that this companies have is just got to be astronomical on on those costs and figures of training and, and, you know, getting everybody up to par in the systems and, and try, you know, everything that goes with that. I mean, that's not that much money compared to what they're losing and, and, and uh, you know, on these drivers coming and going. I think there's a lot of different methods and other ways that can be implemented into uh, getting more money into the driver's pockets creatively um, to where I understand you just can't give across the board huge raises to people, but there can be, you can get really creative in ways I feel like that could get good drivers who are consistent and who do what, you know, what's needed from the employers, uh, money that's fair and needed to them. And, uh, you know, I can just get creative with that. It can be done. Absolutely. Rodney, great call. And, Tim, driver retention and paying for new employees to constantly get them retrained, if you're losing 10 or 15 or 20 percent of your staff, that gets expensive. It's, it, it, and I know this from the, the, the business I'm in. It's always cheaper and better to retain an employee and bring them up to speed and train them than to constantly be out there looking and having to, to try and get new people in and get them trained and get them up to speed and everything else. 
And that's absolutely right. And that's why it's always been our philosophy to actually, you know, retain the drivers we have. And our, our retention rate is uh, generally about, you know, 40% of what the, the industry's overall retention rate. So we're keeping our drivers, you know, almost three times longer than other companies. And how we do that is, is just as the, the caller mentioned, is we, we want to get um, the, the pay into the driver's pocket versus us spending it on, you know, chasing trucks when a driver leaves or training uh, a lot of new drivers uh, each and every week just to keep trucks full. It's keep our existing drivers happy and really provide them with the overall job satisfaction and pay they need. And part of that is is good benefits as well. I think sometimes people overlook that until they they uh, have a health challenge or one of their family members do. And so we really try to look at that total package for the driver, the pay, the benefits, and then how we treat them. And Absolutely. I think at the end of the day, that's that's the most important piece. We have to have that baseline level of pay. We have to have the baseline level of benefits. But we have to treat each other with respect. And, and as a driver mentioned, don't give the money to other, other people. We don't broker any freight that we, we get from customers. We don't haul any brokered freight. So we're able to take that lost margin, as he mentioned, and share that with our employees. Tim Ashoff, the president and COO of the Crete Carrier Corporation in Nebraska, is our guest. He will be with us for about 11 more minutes. And Tim, we're coming up on a break, but when we get to the other side of the break, I want to talk with you about an issue that I'm very familiar with at ITS America, where I'm the VP of Strategic Communication, and that is autonomous vehicles and some of the things that you're seeing in the industry. And of course, we've got Mike on the phone from Nashville. We'll get to him. But now, as we come up to about 12 minutes before the hour of 3 o'clock in the Eastern Time Zone, let's pause for traffic and weather. Live and up to the minute, this is Road Dog Trucking News. Sirius XM 146, Tim Ashoff, the president and COO of Creek Carrier Corporation in Nebraska, is our guest for the full hour. Going to try to get a couple of more phone calls in while we still can. Let's go to Mike in Nashville. Mike, happy Thanksgiving, and thanks for being with us today. Oh, thank you, David. Oh, this is not Mike, though. This is the king. And you saw it. Bubble boy, bubble boy, hoster. You know, it's amazing that someone will spend 25 minutes on hold just to do something stupid like that. Okay, Jerry in Montana. Hello, Jerry, you're on the air. Please give us your, your thoughts, and you're with us. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank you. Okay, here I go. I've been in the business 52 years. I've got a lot of information on driver pay, pay rates, so on and so forth. I have pay statements in my truck right now from 1978 and 1982. The pay in 1978 was 23.425 cents a mile. 1982, 30 to 32.25 cents a mile. That was all the big common carriers. And oh, by the way, there was no turnover in those days. There was if also, the, it, was, right it, was also then, a regu- it was also a regulated industry, though, too, wasn't it, Jerry? Right, yeah. But now, wait a minute. Yep, you're right. But remember also, the carriers reminded us constantly that us drivers were a dime a dozen. So how do we get to where we're a dime a dozen to where now all of a sudden we're we're so short? Gordon Klimp, you may know him, may be a mutual friend. He's the CEO of the National Transportation Institute, recently put in print in industry magazines that the driver pay today has one half the value 
of driver pay in 1979. As far as purchasing power. there was power. no turnover. As far as purchasing power. Great. You're making a good yes. point. You're making a good point, Jerry. And let me let me give uh, Tim a, a chance to respond to that because you make a very good point yeah. and mm-hmm. want to hear what yeah. Tim has to say. No, you're right on, and I understand that, and that's what I mentioned earlier. I do believe that overall driver pay is behind a lot of what the other industries in the labor market has done, and there's catch-up that needs to be done. The balance we have to have as a carrier is balancing that with with rates. Um, as everybody knows, um, in, in any business, uh, you have to be able to have you know the revenue in order to cover the costs, and uh, you know you're, whether you're an independent owner operator, you're your pay is your cost or your company, you know, driver pay is a cost. And so we're working hard out there with the, with the shipping industry to say, you know, driver pay does need to go up. Um, I'm talking to customers every day. I'm, I'm over the next few weeks. I have a number of customer visits lined up, and that's going to be the main topic of conversation. Is driver pay as a whole has lagged the rest of of the economy, quite frankly, and we need to um, we need to increase driver pay overall in order to have the drivers out there to to move the freight. And I think we've reached a point now, um, where as, as we talked earlier, demand has increased. We have the ELD mandate hitting us, and it's an opportunity for us to work together and do a couple of things. Um, we can make the, the freight environment more efficient so driver pay can increase by getting you know paid by, and using your time more effectively versus you know sitting and waiting there four or five, six hours for a load. That Absolutely. gets you more pay as well as increasing overall pay rates. So there's a number of th- different things we can do to make this better for uh, drivers and, and you earn more. Absolutely. Hey, Tim, one real quick question. Where can we find you on the internet? We are at uh, CreekCarrier.com and then also have for our, our affiliated companies, we have uh, SchaeferJobs.com and HuntTransportationJobs.com. For you veterans out there, we have a special website called WeHireVeterans.com. So depending on the type of truck driving job you're looking for, go out see one of those sites. Uh, you can also find us out there on Facebook. We have some pictures of brand new terminal we're building out in the Harrisburg, PA area and excited by it that. So we'd, we'd love to connect with you. Tim, thanks again for being with us on this Thanksgiving. Day. I know that Mark and myself will have you again on. 